The sermon for this evening is from the uh, book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. The sermon is entitled, uh, Joyfully Lutheran, the Second Petition of the Lord's Prayer. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thy kingdom come. Uh, what does this mean? The kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. How does God's kingdom come? God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit, so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word and lead godly lives here in time and there in eternity. Kingdoms. We love to build them, design, mold, shape. Even within the kingdom that God has given, as St. Paul writes in our book of Colossians, the gospel which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and growing, as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. This is the cornerstone, the Word of God. The kingdom is God's Word to you and for you in the name of Christ. This is your scaffolding. And thus, in great faith, we submit to the Word of God. Not what we desire, or what we design, or mold, or shape, or as we see the Word as we wish, but humbly submit to what the Word of God says. His kingdom, His Word, His truth. And there we find our comfort. And we know this, don't we? Yet at the same time, we know our flesh. That above God's Word, sometimes we tell Him, we'll take it from here. I got it. We love to design, and ultimately we love that independence from God. Now in Colossians 1, we see uh, Paul commending them for their faith. But also in chapter 2 of Colossians, he, he warns them of all the false teaching around them and how it will infiltrate the church. He warns them of the words of man, as he says, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy, empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Dealing with heresy they were, with the denial that Christ was whole, that His fullness of deity dwelled bodily. And thus we see how false teaching attempts to design, shape, and mold by these human fallen hands, and ultimately by sin. And likewise, evil foe, the temptations of the flesh, the sinful ears and heart, the depravity of our sin, how quickly we try to build our own kingdoms, our own fortress, our own shelter. With our own hands, with our own words, with our own opinions, our thoughts, our ways, our design, our shape, and our own molding hands. as if we were the potter and God is the clay. 
we very well know that if this is the case, we know how quickly the kingdom will crumble. Harrison writes in Joyfully Lutheran, the kingdom of God depends on him, not us. The totality of the Lord's Prayer is exactly that very thing. That everything we pray for is dependent upon Him and not us. But even knowing that, how we love to hold tight to our very own fleshly kingdoms. And thus we build and we build and in our order, in our time, in our priorities, believing that we are the master architect building our own supposed human masterpiece. And all seems well, the flesh agreeing, the devil encouraging, the world supporting. But again, if this is our kingdom, our refuge, our strength, how long or can it stand? In the book of St. Luke, the Gospels, we've been going through this in the summertime in the season of Pentecost, and And the book of Luke has been circling around the the life of discipleship, the cost of discipleship, of taking up the cross and following the Lord. I think the key thing that we can learn from all that is that it does not begin with us, right? It begins with God's word, not our own word. It begins with his promise, not the philosophy of the world. It begins with his kingdom, not the empty deceit of man. So thus we pray every morning, every evening, at any time, thy kingdom come. Now when we say this petition, what are we saying? In other words, we are praying to the Lord, without your kingdom, O Lord, I am lost and condemned. I fall short and I have no answers. I am blind and dead and in my sin, an enemy of God. And this kingdom that I tried to build and I continue to try to build in my stubbornness, in my flesh, in my stiff-necked, obstinate ways, with my arrogance and ego, trying to build this up, just like the Tower of Babel, soon enough I find myself falling. That is the deception, isn't it? The fruit of the tree for Adam and Eve seemed so alluring that they would be God, that they would not die, that that this kingdom would be their own, under their own power and strength. All of it would be theirs. And they ignored God's word as if they were in the driver's seat. Thy kingdom come. Lord, I am unable. I need your kingdom to come. We pray that, but yet at the same time, we love the power. We love being the ruler of our own hearts and minds. We love the authority. We love to be king to be ruler of this kingdom. But again, how our prideful ways, such a deceiving thing it is. Luther in the large catechism writes, prayer for the kingdom is prayer for ourselves, that we remain and grow in the kingdom and prayer for others throughout the world would come to this kingdom as well. Because there is no other kingdom, is there? 
because we need His kingdom to come. Addressing our sin, seeing how far we have fallen short, knowing that in these hands all we find is our sin, we look at God's Word, we pray the Lord's Prayer, and there we repent. We pray, Lord, my kingdom, no. I fall short. We pray thy kingdom come. And the Lord hears your prayers, and and by his grace, he does. He comes to you. The master builder comes to you, that by his grace, he delivers you the eternal kingdom, the kingdom of grace, the kingdom that God comes to us by the sending of his Son, the one who designs, molds, and shapes our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ the cornerstone, the foundation, the scaffolding, the totality of our faith is Christ, His cross for you. Washing your sins away, purifying you white as snow by a sacrifice upon the cross. That this King, the King of the Jews, the one that many would scoff, whip, and would spit upon this king nailed to the cross, seemingly powerless and overcome by the world, would soon show them that by his crucifixion, three days later, his power, his promise, and ultimately his grace would overcome through that empty tomb for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. See, Jesus doesn't crumble, my friends. He's faithful till the end. And though our human design collapses, there Jesus is to cover you and stand in your place, picking up the shattered pieces, the shards of your sin, taking them upon himself and going to the cross to be your king, to establish his reign for you. Made by the hands pierced on that cross. The king who conquers sin and death for you. The king who crushes, and indeed he does crush the head of Satan. The king who gives you the keys to eternal life all by way of his death and resurrection. And thus in his word, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he gathers you by that very word under the good shepherd the good shepherd who protects and guides and, and, and leads you by his design as he guides you and shapes you and molds you by this very word that points you to the Lord who is the potter as you are the clay. And thus, as we pray this petition, and when you do pray this petition, We're constantly reminded of our graceful God that even though as chief of sinners we are, it is our Lord who sends us the kingdom through His Son. A blessing that is knowing that His Son provides His mighty refuge, the body and blood of Jesus, the gospel for you. And we pray this day that by his word, the Spirit grants us faith 
that he may continue to give us this faith as we are led by this very word, humbly submitting and sitting under that very word as this word rules and reigns our hearts that through this word, through all the noise that we see in this world, the philosophies, the cultures, the false teaching, the human opinion, the elemental spirits, whatever it may be, we pray thy kingdom come. Not my kingdom, Lord, but your kingdom. Thy kingdom come. May you be strengthened with all power according to the glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of saints of light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. Thy kingdom come. And he has, he has answered your prayers because his kingdom has come. Jesus, this is your kingdom, your baptism. This is your kingdom, the Holy Supper. This is also your kingdom coming to you by the grace of and love of God in Christ Jesus. From darkness to light as you sit under the mighty refuge, the kingdom of all kingdoms, the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have the redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.